0: The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. You're listening to an encore presentation of Pilgrim's Progress. We will not be taking calls today. Your heart be broken?
1: Would you be devastated if today you discovered that you were to die? How would you respond if suddenly you discovered that your day of judgment had come and you were going to be cast? into the fires of hell, how would you respond? What would your thoughts be?
0: Would you begin to scramble to see if you could in some way gain another moment of mercy?
1: I'm so aware.
0: In my own life, I'm so aware of how tempting it is, how easy it is to think in my mind.
1: Oh, God won't mind. God won't mind if I, if I go there, or if I say this, or if I do that. God won't mind. How
0: is it that we can so abuse Jesus? How is it that we can so disrespect? his sacrifice, and his love for us as to imagine for ourselves that we have the freedom to continue to walk in our own flesh and in our own spirit after that which we desire rather than simply serving our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: A man's heart A
0: woman's heart is quickly set aflame by the passions we desire. And all of this is rooted in our own selfishness.
1: Our own selfishness that would allow us
0: to somehow choose to continue to defy the Lord God of heaven that allows us to imagine that we have more time I mean, let me just ask you straight up. Have you absolutely, totally, and completely dedicated your heart to Jesus Christ? Have you given him your entire will? Have you turned over to the Lord God of heaven your time, your money, everything? Is everything in your life in the hands of Jesus and now you walk day by day totally given and totally devoted to Jesus.
1: Is that your experience? Or do you push away the Lord,
0: of God, the Lord God of heaven? You push him away. Do you say, next week I'll give my heart to Jesus. Next week
1: I'll have the victory. I have some things to work on. One man keeps saying to me,
0: Pastor, I'm making progress. Isn't that all God wants? Doesn't God just want me to make progress? No, that's not what God wants from you. He does not want you to simply make progress. He wants you to utterly, totally, and completely give up
1: your sin. Now, please, this is very personal for God.
0: And there's a book in the Bible that there was much debate among the Jewish people, the the rabbis, whether this book should have been included in the canon of the Old Testament. When Jesus came as Messiah, the Old Testament canon had already been closed. There was much dissension, some saying that it should not be included in the canon of
1: Scripture. Then it was included,
0: and I want to tell you why. It was included because it cuts down to the bone in a very poetic way to the relationship between God and his people. And now, after Jesus, even more specifically,
1: between Jesus and his people. I want to share just a portion of the Song of Solomon with you today. In the fifth chapter of the Song of Songs, it is symbolically. Figuratively, it is Jesus speaking. He says, I have come into my garden, my bride. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb and my honey. I have drunk my wine and my milk. Let's break that down. What's being said here? He comes into his garden. His church is his garden. It is his bride. And it says, I have gathered my myrrh and my spice. Well, myrrh and spice were used for burial. Myrrh is bitter and the spices, he's saying, I have had my burial mix. I have had my bitters.
0: Literally, myrrh is the bitters. I've had my bitters. They are a cleansing element. They are, if you remember
1: the story of Esther, six months of the bitters of myrrh, the purging, the cleansing, the washing. He says, I have gathered my bitters and my spice. I have gathered my burial. He says, I have eaten my honeycomb. And of course, his honeycomb was to do the will of the Father. He has eaten his honeycomb and his honey. I
0: have drunk my wine. He drank the cup in the Garden of Eden all the way to the bottom, the bitter, the bitter wine to the
1: dregs, crucified. And then he has milk. He has righteousness. And now he comes. He comes to his church and he
0: says, Eat, O friends, and drink. Drink your fill, O lovers. He calls his people his lovers, his bride. Eat, O friends, and drink. Drink your fill. He said, My body is real food and my blood is real
1: drink. He's saying, Fill up on me. It was Spurgeon saying about the Word of God. Sin will keep you from the Word of God, and the Word of God will keep you from sin. Jesus is saying to his church, okay, church, I've had the bitters, I've had my burial. And now I come, and I've had
0: the honeycomb. I've done the Father's will. I've done what I was asked to do by the Father. I drank the wine
1: all the way to the bottom. And now I have my milk. I have my righteousness. And now he comes to his church. And I want you to watch what happens with his church. His church says, I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my lover is knocking. My lover is knocking. Jesus is today. Knocking at your heart's door.
0: According to the church at Laodicea, Jesus comes knocking on the door and says, Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. I will come in and fellowship with him. I will come in and we will
1: enjoy one another. He says, open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. Open to me. My head is drenched with dew, or literally, I have paid the price. My hair with the dampness of night. In other words I've been through the agony of the cross I broke the bondage of sin I released
0: you from every captivity And now I come to you and I I knock on your door And I say open to me my lover open to me My flawless one
1: open to me You see Jesus died on Calvary that we could be the flawless ones, that we could be men and women who do not turn from the love of God. He says, "I look, I've paid the price. I died and I was resurrected. And now I say to you, open the door to me. But listen to the response of the church, of the bride. Song of Songs, chapter 5, verse 3. The bride says, I've taken off my robe. Must I put it on again?
0: In other words, Please don't inconvenience me, Jesus. Don't ask too much of me, Jesus. Come to me when it is convenient for you to come to me. Come to me when I have time to spend with you, Jesus. Don't ask me at an inconvenient time
1: when I have taken off my robe. You mean I have
0: to Get dressed again? And then the church says, I've washed my feet. Must I soil them again? I'm in my bed. I'm comfortable. I don't want to have to get dressed again to to meet you. I I don't want to get my feet dirty. I want to just lay in
1: my wonderful bed of comfort. I don't want to get up, Jesus. Verse four. My lover thrust his hand through the latch opening. My heart began to pound for him.
0: I arose to open for my lover. My my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with flowing myrrh. On the handles of the lock. Well, again. Myrrh is a bitterness. Myrrh is a cleansing.
1: And and what this lover is saying is that I have the bitterness in my hands.
0: Well, what's the bitterness in her hands? It's that she's going to have to be cleansed again of this attitude that says, I don't want to be inconvenienced by Jesus. I want to be able to do what I want to do. I want to be able to go where I want to go. Don't tie me
1: down. I talked with one, with one woman. She's living with a man that she's not married to. And I said to her, why don't you go ahead and get married? In fact, I'll be happy to do the service for you. He said, oh, no, Ray, I don't want to be married. That has too many
0: obligations. I like just living with him, and I can go do whatever I want to do, and he can go do whatever he wants to do, and when we have time, we come home together.
1: I think a lot of Christians today are trying to shack up with Jesus. Saying, Jesus, look,
0: let's be good roommates. You do what you have to do, Jesus, and I'll go do what I have to do. And when we have time to sit down and have dinner together, we can do that.
1: That's not what Jesus wants. That's not what he died for. He didn't die to get a good roommate. Jesus died to save you from being cast into hell. And remember, all week I've been saying to you, any religious teaching, any religious
0: system that does not break the power of sin in your life and call you to total devotion to Jesus is a false religion. It is a
1: false teaching. The true test of any man or woman's preaching is this question of, will the teaching they bring to you break the power of sin in your heart? Will that teaching confront you with any
0: wickedness in your heart? Or will it simply gloss over the sin you walk in and agree that you've done your best and that's all you can do, and Jesus loves you, and he, he's going to save you at the end of time?
1: It's all a false teaching.
0: There has to be a place where we finally come to terms with the reality that Jesus did not come to let us continue being the servants of the devil. He did not come so that you can continue to carry out your will. He came to set you free,
1: to release you,
0: And so in the fifth chapter of the Song of Songs, the bride is saying, I've taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? Must I be inconvenienced by you, husband?
1: Must I be inconvenienced when I don't want to be inconvenienced? I've washed my feet. Must I soil them again? And then it says, my lover thrust his hand through the latch opening.
0: On these doors, you would put your hand through the opening on the door and there would hang the latch strap and you could pull it and the door would open. It was the doorknob, if you
1: please. But when you went to bed at night,
0: you removed the latch strap so that someone could put their hand through the door but they could not reach the latch strap so they couldn't open the door. So the door was effectively
1: locked. He's saying, my lover, he's saying, my lover thrust his hand through the latch opening. When I saw him put his hand through My heart began to pound. I wanted my lover. I wanted my husband. But she had taken off her robe. She hadn't dressed to go up to the door. So now, too late, she begins to try to dress. Her fingers flow with myrrh.
0: On the handles of the lock, there is a there is a bitterness that has now come upon her. Many of you listening to this broadcast today have myrrh dripping from your hands. There is a bitterness in your spirit. There is an anger in your heart. You've not been able to have your way. God has
1: inconvenienced you. Or else
0: you've just blown right on by everything he wanted. And you're saying, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe next week, I'll give my heart fully to Jesus. Right now I have this wonderful church work to do, or right now I have this work for money to do, or right now I have my children to take care of, or right now I have my schoolwork to do. I can't focus on Jesus now.
1: Fingers flow with myrrh. has to be a cleansing of this attitude. Verse 6, I opened for my lover,
0: but my lover had left. He was gone. I looked for him, but did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer. Please hear me when I say this and understand clearly what I'm saying.
1: If you turn your
0: back on Jesus, if you continue to walk in your known sin, you continue to walk following the lust of your heart,
1: the lust of your flesh, one day you will cry out for God. One day you'll cry out for Jesus. And there will be no answer because he will have left you.
0: You see, we cannot come to God at our convenience. We cannot come to God when we think we want to come to him. It is his spirit that opens the way and gives us the ability
1: to pray. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the divine influence of grace to cry out after Jesus. Sometimes you're going to cry out and he's not going to be there. Now I want you to notice what happens.
0: The watchman found me. In other words, she left the house. She went out in the streets against the curfew looking for her husband whom she had shut out
1: because he was inconvenient to her. And it says, they beat me, they bruised me, they
0: took away my cloak, those watchmen of the walls. O daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, if you find my husband, if you find my lover, what will you tell him?
1: Tell him I am faint with love. Tell him I am faint with love.
0: Have you pushed Jesus away from you and said, I cannot overcome my sin? Have you pushed Jesus away and said, I have to have that alcohol? Have you pushed Jesus away and said, I have to have that money? Spoke with a person yesterday searching for a job because they need extra income.
1: I said, I know where there's a job. She said, where, pastor? Tell me. On your knees with Jesus. And she, oh, I
0: know that, pastor. She knows that intellectually. She doesn't know that in reality. She doesn't understand the connection of the heart of Jesus with his people. We want Jesus when it's convenient for us. We want Jesus when we need something. That's not how Jesus walks with us. And so the watchmen who enforced the curfew, they beat this woman. They took away her cloak, the watchman on the walls. And so as she's being beaten, she's saying, I charge you if you find my lover. Will you tell him I'm faint with love for him?
1: What does Jesus
0: need to do in your life to cause you to finally totally turn to him and say, Jesus, I am totally
1: yours? What
0: does Jesus need to bring to pass in your life that you will say, I will not sin against you, Jesus. I love you too much. Your seed is planted in my heart, and it is bearing a crop of righteousness. I will be inconvenienced by Jesus. Inconvenience me any time you choose. I belong to you. Give yourself to me. I give myself to you, Jesus.
1: What's holding you back? What keeps you in this lie that you cannot leave your sin? What keeps you in this lie that that you can't help yourself? That you're powerless to walk away from darkness? What do you get out of believing that? Well, we know the answer.
0: We're able to maintain that we are saved and all at the same time, we're able to keep our lifestyle as we want it. We're able to have the friends we want. We're able to go to the movies we want to go to. We're able to go everywhere we want to go and do whatever we want to do And we don't want to be inconvenienced by Jesus.
1: That's the heart of it. A selfish heart. Heart that says, God, you're just going to have to put
0: up with me the way I am because this is how I was made. No, I thought in the scripture it said, You were made into a new
1: creation. You were made into a new person with a new
0: heart. Are you saying that you have not received a new heart? That you have not been a new creation? That you are the old creation? If you're the old creation, how can you be saved? You can't be.
1: So what will you do with Jesus today? How will you make
0: that decision that says, I will no longer abuse my Lord. I will no longer lock him out of
1: my bedroom. You know, the word rest in the scripture means Cessation. To stop. Also means a place of abode. Means a bedroom. God wants to share intimate
0: fellowship with you. But He cannot do that so long as you are walking in rebellion against Him, and against His will. I'm speaking please, about something perhaps much deeper and more serious than you've ever truly considered.
1: What would happen if you stop all of the
0: games, all of the ducking? What if you just caused your words to be absolutely honest that you speak to Jesus and that you speak to other people? What would happen in your life if suddenly I could speak a word over you and from that point forward you could never lie again?
1: That you could not ever lie again to anyone?
0: What if you had to tell your husband and your wife or your wife the truth about your heart? What if you had to tell the people at work
1: about the truth of your heart? The National Prayer Chapel meets
0: at the All Saints Anglican Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. You're welcome to come on Sunday. We begin our service at 12 noon with prayer. And we're located at 148. Five one Gideon Drive, one four eight five one Gideon Drive, Woodbridge, Virginia, two two
1: one nine two. Now you're also welcome to write to me at the National Prayer Chapel.
0: Post Office Box 2346 Woodbridge Virginia 22195 Again the mailing address is the National Prayer Chapel Post
1: Office Box 2346
0: Woodbridge Virginia 22195 You're also welcome to go to our web page and I'm sorry we've had some difficulties technically with our webpage. Last Sunday sermon is up um, and you're welcome to go to the webpage. The podcast for the past two weeks, three weeks of sermons, most of them are posted, but a few have let, have yet to be posted, but that will happen very quickly. So go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. One word, nationalprayerchapel.com
1: I don't know how to say it any plainer. We are all going to face that judgment day. That hour of our execution has not yet arrived. And today, once more, the hand of
0: Jesus offers you that drink of living water. He offers you mercy and grace.
1: What will it take for you to come and accept what Jesus has offered you and be released from all sin? What are you going to say? Are you going to say, I'll still go on in my sins? Are you going to say, I have
0: time, Pastor? I don't have to turn and leave my sins today. Tomorrow's going to be the same as today was.
1: I have time in my life. All I can tell you is the heart of Jesus is deeply moved for you and is full of compassion for you. God has done all that he can wisely
0: do to save you. He could not excuse you from the penalty of the law if he had not gone to Calvary as an atoning sacrifice, but he did.
1: Now, please hear me. The government of
0: God is secure. Before, it was not secure in the sense that until Jesus died, he could not rightly excuse you. He could not take the penalty of your execution away. But now he has the right
1: legally to remove that condemnation that you and I rightly deserve. So the question is, what will you say? There is a deep and agonizing
0: commitment on the part of Jesus to save you. Remember, he said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather your children together but you were not willing, in Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven. How often I would have saved you, but you were not willing. Will Jesus look upon you, weep over you, and say, Oh, that you had known, but now it is hidden from your eyes.
1: If you're still walking in sin today, I have to address you as a dying sinner. If you're still walking in sin today, I must address you as a dying sinner.
0: should not your quick response be, I have wickedly tossed aside salvation's cup long enough?
1: You don't need to say another word.
0: Oh, that bleeding hand, those weeping eyes. Is it possible that I have withstood a Savior's love so long? I'm ready to beg for mercy now. I rejoice to hear that God has a Father's heart.
1: My brother, my sister, Jesus knows that you have sinned greatly and grievously. But he says, my compassions have been bleeding toward you all these days. Will you accept at once the terms of mercy? Will you
0: come to Jesus? Will you lay down those idols, those habits, those ways that you know that are not of Jesus but are of utter darkness? Will you lay those down
1: today? It's easy to find yourself praying. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It's easy to say, Oh, Lord, you see how hard I've tried and how I haven't been successful. And that somehow that's supposed to make everything okay? I don't think so.
0: Jesus doesn't want to hear you say, I've tried as hard as I can try, and it's impossible. He already did it for you. He wants to hear you say, by the blood of Jesus Christ, I will not sin again against him. He wants to hear you say, I take a stand against the works of the devil, and I will no longer cooperate with them. I will today turn my heart totally and completely to Jesus Christ, and I will pay whatever price the devil extracts, whatever persecution comes, I will ignore it, and I will keep my eyes on Jesus, and I will die before I sin against him again. See
1: Now Jesus will know you're getting serious with him.
0: as long as you use words that are, how would I describe them, words that will let you twist the rubber nose of your soul any direction you want to twist it and still claim, I love Jesus, but you'll never stand up and just make a very clear declaration that says, I have had it with the devil. I've had it with my sin. I'm done with it. It's over. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, I cast it off. I will not go back there. I will walk clean by the blood of Jesus. I am free in him. See Now that declaration clears the deck.
1: Suppose an angel comes down in in
0: robes so pure and so white, and he unrolls his papers, and he produces a pardon that's in your name. And it's sealed with Jesus' own blood. He opens a sacred book and reads the very passage that reveals the love of God and asks you if you will believe and embrace it, what would you do?
1: What should you say to your Lord and to your Master?
0: And what am I to report in my prayer closet? Shall I report again tonight that there was no response?
1: Shall I report again that men and women
0: listened on the radio and then turned it off and went about their business? Now, even more vaccinated against the sin
1: of their heart and against Jesus Christ. Are you so given
0: to the false belief that you are saved in the midst of your sin that you cannot hear the voice of Jesus knocking and calling at your door saying, May I come in? Are you so inconvenienced by the idea that you must turn from all sin that you turn from Jesus? What am I to say to him when I pray for you tonight? I pray for you every morning and every night. I spend time in the presence of the Lord talking about you, many of you
1: by name. What
0: shall I report to him about you? I'm going to tell him that I have done what he asked me to do and I have extended once more that blood-sealed pardon
1: that will wipe away all sin from a sinner's heart. Are you willing to accept it? Or do I report you would not listen? When
0: Christ come so near to you and would gladly draw you close to his warm heart, what will you do? Will you still repeat
1: the fatal choice?
0: Still saying, I can't help it, I'm a sinner. All I can do is the best I can do, Pastor. That's all I can do. I talked to a man just this week.
1: He said to me, Pastor, God answers your prayers. God doesn't answer my prayers. I can only do the best I can do, and that's all I can do. Really? Is that all you can do? Spurning the love of Jesus? Daring him to cast you into hell? Is that all you can do?
0: Are you willing to receive the pardon of Jesus Christ and be washed clean? Yes, there will be myrrh dripping from your hands. There will be a cleansing that must take place. Yes, things will become very uncomfortable for you and your family, perhaps, or at work or in the church that you go to that teaches the sinning
1: Christian heresy. There will be bitterness. There's a bitterness in being
0: washed from our sins. We've been so attached to these sins, we've been so connected in our hearts that we see our sin and ourselves as one in the same. I want to tell you today, you and your sin are not bound together for eternity
1: unless you choose. you can choose to leave your sin today. How many times I've seen it, a a man or a woman will shed some tears and
0: they'll say, yes, pastor, I want to leave my sin. I spend hours every day watching the television. I watch unclean things. I listen to
1: unclean music. I look
0: and act in ways that are not like Jesus. I'm sorry. Please, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Pastor, would you pray that Jesus will forgive me for my sins?
1: Well, they don't really mean it. It's just emotional crocodile tears. The word in the Greek for forgive Usually translated forgive is afimi. And it means to totally separate spatially from your sin.
0: Repentance is not just saying I'm sorry. It's being separated by the power of the blood of Jesus from that thing which you lust after in your heart that draws you into the darkness.
1: today, what is your choice? What
0: should I report to Jesus about you? He knows you. He knows whether you're in the car listening or in the office or at home. He knows where you're listening right now.
1: Will you come to terms right now with those favorite idols, those favorite sins? And will you say, I'm through with them? I'm through with them. I am turning now to Jesus. Will you do that now? Mighty God, I lift up before you today this listening congregation scattered across this area, Maryland, Virginia, D.C. Lord, I lift them into your presence. And I ask that right now, your Holy Spirit would begin to break through. Lord, as I was praying this morning, I prayed that the devastation of this earth, that you would,
0: you sent your Holy Spirit on that first day of creation and the Holy Spirit hovered over the darkness of the earth and out of that you brought forth a beautiful new creation. I'm asking Jesus right now, would you hover over the life of every person listening?
1: I'm asking Jesus if you would over over the darkness of their hearts. Lord, everybody says we need a change in America.
0: But I know that it's not a political change alone that is needed in America. It's a moral
1: change. It's It's a change from sin to righteousness. And Lord, I'm not a politician. I'm your servant.
0: And all I can do today is come and ask would you send your holy spirit to hover over the darkness of every person's life who is listening. Lord, some have said it's it's too late for me. I can never I can never come to Jesus. I can never leave my sin. Lord, they're being lied to. I ask that you would break that lie in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are others who are saying,
1: I've tried as hard as I can. I've failed every attempt. Lord, would you hover over that person's darkness and would you bring them to a firm conviction that they must take a stand for you, Jesus, and not waver.
0: Lord, some are just social cultural Christians. They go to church because that's the thing to do, and they enjoy the social, they enjoy the music, they enjoy the preaching and the jokes, they
1: enjoy religion. But, Lord, their hearts are selfish and they don't know you. Lord, I ask in your mighty name,
0: that you would deliver them today by hovering above their life. Lord, I ask, would you come in the power of your Spirit and hover over the entire Washington, D.C., metro area? Lord, you've done it before.
1: Would you do it again?
0: And would you begin to bring forth the tears of repentance and confession, honest tears of confession, honest tears of repentance. Lord, hover over us that we could see the utter wickedness of our own hearts and turn and repent and be saved.
1: Lord, would you break the power
0: of religion over the hearts of every person listening that they would not trust in lies. Lord, they would humbly turn to you and say, I am finished with my sin. I am done with it in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, rise up in their hearts.
1: Knock on their doors. Lord, many don't want to be inconvenienced. Lord, show them what they're missing. Holy Spirit of the living God. Come and move amongst us. Mighty God. I can't do church as
0: normal. I can't do church as cultural obligation. Lord, I need you and this city needs you. And Lord, I pray for each of those dear believers who is making this confession right now and who is saying, I will leave my sin now. Lord, each one of those who has been convicted in their heart over the last several weeks and they've said, look, I see it. And by the grace and by the blood of Jesus Christ,
1: I will leave my sin and I will not go back.
0: And, Lord, then I pray also for those stalwart men and women who are walking clean before you today who would rapidly, quickly open the door for you and invite you in. And they constantly invite you in, and they're walking clean. They're walking pure and sanctified wholly unto you. Lord, encourage their hearts, particularly those precious pastors who are preaching the true gospel. Lord, encourage them in their hearts. Lord, your true gospel is not popular in America today. It's cast aside for those who would tickle the ears and preach pleasant things. Lord, strengthen those dear pastors. I pray in your holy name. Amen. I'm Ray Greenley. I pastor the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. I thank you for joining me today for Pilgrim's Progress. The cry of my heart is that you would allow Jesus to have his way in your heart and you would not withstand him. That you would let him accomplish all that he desires in your heart. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.